Hello and welcome. My name is Alex Irons and welcome to my interview with Dave Hoss, a singer-songwriter from the United States. I caught with him before his show at Scala in King's Cross last Friday. Uh, this is the first interview I've done for what feels like a very long time and also the first one that I'll be hoping to put out on a regular basis now that I haven't got my head deep in books now. Um, university has finished for the summer so I can concentrate on doing more interviews and doing more stuff for you guys. Um, as I feel like it's, I've been wanting to do more and more kind of radio content, audio content, visual stuff, but just not had the time due to university commitment. So over the summer, I'm dedicating my time to do that. So you will see a lot more interviews coming up uh, in the not too distant future. Hopefully very, very soon as well with festival season coming up. If you want to stay in like in the know, if you want to know what's going on, feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as to the audio uh, platform that you're listening to this podcast on. Anyway, without further rambling, here is my interview with Dave Huss. I hope you enjoy it. And if you're listening to it on the bus or the train, don't miss your stop, please. I don't want to be responsible for you being late. Hello and welcome, my name is Alex Sines. I'm joined on the sofa at the venue in uh, Scala in King's Cross with uh, Dave House. How are you doing? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, it's nice to be to be sat down on the sofa with you. Yeah, yeah, it's been an active day, so it's good to take <laughs> a little rest. So uh, hopefully it's, uh, I don't work you too hard now that you've been doing that, you're sat down. Yeah, do you have any uh, <laughs> like physical elements of the interview that no, you're all jumping no. jacks or anything? I'm not that kind of person. Okay. My, my uh, PT might say otherwise, but uh, <laughs> no, me, I'm chill. Uh, we got a brand new album out. It's called Kick. Yeah, um, it's very much about survival. Like the undertones on it is how is it just essentially human survival on different levels. Um, how did you kind of like in regards to writing the album? Is that something you wanted to to work on, or is it something that just came out? Um, I think it was born out of the last couple of years of um, of American the swirl of American politics and culture, and I think that. Um, that coupled with just the struggles of mental illness, you know, I think that um, it's easy to uh, let your, I mean, I have a phone right here, like we're doing an interview and I have my phone here as if I would use it, but we become tethered to these things and, um, you know, there's so much information coming at you. It's, I don't think it's good for your mental health. Mm. And so um, the news and, and your phone and all those things are, uh, sort of created, this real dark place, I think, um, and the songs were born out of trying to get back to a human, um, a very like human perspective, like, a, you know, try, what about compassion and what about, you know, how do you live with an ever-changing world that seems to be inhuman? Mm. Um, so those were a lot of the ideas and questions I was wrestling with and my brother was wrestling with when we were writing the songs. I was going to say, with, um, I'm definitely on the kind of mindset of, I need to get rid of my phone. I need oh, to like, yeah. in regards to information, it's like, uh, this is too much. Like, Oh, I mean, it's a job too that, that doesn't pay. In other words, like, um, m once you have like a public page or persona or whatever you want to call that or brand, as they mm -hmm. say, um, 
you have to feed that grist into the mill all the time. So with those various platforms, I mean, that's the way people get the word that you're coming to their town or that you have new songs. But I do think that um, at a certain point, you're tethered to that and have, feel like you have to constantly do that. And but it, so it's like not that fun. But yeah. So then it becomes a job, and you're like, well, what? What do jobs pay? You know, <laughs> when I, I was younger, if I did something that I didn't like, you'd get paid for it. So, but I think that the weird thing about it, more globally, is that I, I read a quote from Jim James from My Morning Jacket, and he said that he felt like we went on one date with the internet mm. and got married, decided to get married, and now we're a couple of years in, and we're like oh man, maybe we should have dated a little longer <laughs> yeah. and gotten to know each other and uh, determined if this was a good match. And I think as a species, we sort of have done that. And now we're seeing how hard it is to um, constantly have that amount of information coming at you. Emotionally, it's really hard. And, and yeah, it is an opt-in problem. Like you can obviously turn your phone off or something, but it just has become such um, the way that people communicate in modern in modern society. So it's, it's, a, it's a tricky slope. And social media exacerbates that even further. Y- yeah. Like if anything, that's kind of, the internet was fine. It was useful when social media came along and just kind of yeah, I guess Not that's what I'm talking remember, about more yeah. social media than more so that than the actual internet. I mean that that is sort of just the you know the structure yeah, that yeah, information course, is passed on. But yeah, I'm I more mean social media and the like sort of culture of um, the selfie, you know, <laughs> staring into your own eyes. I mean, my front camera is broken. I don't know how this one has lasted so long. Just looking at my face for sure yeah. with selfie culture. Well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that <laughs> I saw an article before they released the iPhone that turned the camera towards you. Oh, it's a Samsung phone. That or was the it a camera Samsung? turn? You can activate it so the camera. Oh, it's no, one no. camera, but it will like flip up and face. No, you. I mean that the years ago when they were intro- introducing that as a feature for the oh, first I time, okay. where you could like switch it, and they said like this will revolutionize humanity, and I was like, wow, that's a pretty strong um, statement. Statement and observation about a piece of technology that hadn't arrived, but the person was like a prophet you know like I mean it really has it's like we're gazing like Narcissa into the pool all the time so I don't know it seems uh, it's a lot for me I don't know maybe maybe for younger people or more healthy people mentally uh, they can handle it but it seems like a lot to me I'm surprised they're not born with camera phones in their hands uh, it could be and coming you, <laughs> you recently uh, had to uh, twins yeah the yeah album is named after yeah sort of um, that was a another reason you know like that first human thing that that you can feel is the kick of, of the of the baby yeah my wife and I had twins in January congratulations thank you and um, you know, another that's sort of another thing that that as as I was preparing for you know to have them come into the world, um, you're in a really specific mindset. Then you know when they get here, it's much different. When the, once they're born, and when you and your partner aren't pregnant, you have a much different perspective. So it was an intriguing time to write songs because um, there's a little bit of existential dread. There's a little bit of, oh my God, are we really bringing children into this world? And, um, you know, the answer was yes. And so like, well, how do we 
push against the things that uh, would strip them of their humanity and how do you uh, promote things that that um, enriches their life and makes um, the world a more compassionate place for 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 everybody you know so uh, yeah a lot of those things were swirling around as we were writing the songs and it's all kind of accumulated into the into the new album there's quite a lot going on like yeah having, having listening it's about global warming it's about and I was talking to a friend on the way here and they're based in Vancouver and it's like mm. 29 degrees yesterday yeah it's the middle of May and it's like so much for global warming not being a thing but it's like, oh I know I, I mean yeah those are wor- like the biggest worries that that we face as a species at this point and having children and knowing that um, resources could be um, a real problem for them as they become adults or is terrifying so um, you know and I'm a singer I'm a singer songwriter I'm not like a rich guy or a, um, I don't have the ability to really accumulate lots of resources right now so to think that you know as to think like a working class person um, and what that can provide for little children can be terrifying but I mean you know I guess the the hope is that love and compassion and teaching that and printing that on them and um, and some level of of quick wittedness and street smarts that they'll be okay. You know, you do your best and and try to you know read the seas and and steer away from any glaciers that we're about to hit so essentially yeah. don't be the captain of the titanic and you'll be fine yeah i mean <laughs> i'm more worried about uh captains with a lot more pull than i have that are steering us towards yeah disaster. that's very true um, there's a few major idiots that are at the wheel yeah. <laughs> at least in america yeah and in the rest of the world yeah in this country too. yeah it can be you can't but, escape it you know, with all that, like, you know, this is sort of getting into a heavy tone, especially in this interview, but I, I do think that um, this could be a paradise. That lyric is is important. Like, we do have the tools. We do have great minds. We do have um, the gumption to kick against a black hole that's pulling, you know, humanity towards the terrible end. So I think... Um, there's promise you know there is some level of hope I just think we have to cleave to things that are more sensible yeah and it's also the case of I don't know if it's the case in the states but here especially it's he who shouts loudest wins yeah that seems to be kind of it's the it's the idiots at the wheel who have the biggest mouths you know it's funny um that's true even on, in a microcosm of a, of a rock show I mean we played last night in Cologne and it was a huge show and um one guy you know who had much too much to drink started to <laughs> yell and it did draw our entire attention to him and rather than you know, and I think everyone emotionally or, or sensibly was kind of like, oh boy, here we go. But you're right. I mean, that loud mouth does draw attention. And I don't know. I don't know what you do with that other than educate and, and enlighten. And hopefully we're all on a, you know, or, or enough of us are on a path of trying to better and maybe listen more mm. that... Uh, that sort of get drowns itself out because there's a lot of people yelling at the yeah. same time. They're all saying you know? the, the same thing or something different. There's yeah. many different voices. It's like, well, one, who do I listen to? And if I do try and educate someone, they'll just shut me down. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I think that for me, it, that's I'm in I'm chasing songs, you know, and chasing connection with people through songs. So I think the guy with the microphone. So. Well, no, but you're you're able to you know help in the endeavor of like getting the word out about the music. So I think like. Um, in that little way, we're making our ch little changes, our tiny changes, you know, to quote um, Scott Hutchison. You know, it's um, we're we're trying to move towards the light, you know. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of answers. I'm just a guy with a guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't like kind of coming in being like, I wonder if Dave has the answer to all these problems. <laughs> no, I have like... just a lot of questions and, <laughs> and, you know, trying to examine some of the answers that people give that they, they when they have easy answers to complex questions, that's usually when I go, uh, I don't know about this. It's always like, there's always another flip yeah. of the coin. Yeah. Um, even with like, um, We've had the Extinction Rebellion happening within the past couple of weeks where people have been protesting about climate change across London. And there was a study that said, we've got 12 years until we stop everything. And it's just like, is it really 12 years? It feels like we're already there. Well, I, I mean, I, I tend to believe scientists, you know? I mean, I believe scientists, but I'm just kind of like, it's 12 years until we're past the point of no return. I was like, I feel like we've we been there for years. I don't know. Um, maybe on a human level more than an environmental level. Or maybe I'm just that much of a pessimist. I don't know. I mean, I don't think we have like a whole lot of time for pessimism. Um, as bad as it looks, you know, it's like at a certain point, you got to start bailing the boat out of water. You know, yeah. like, it's like rather than going like, oh, my God, we're sinking. It's like, yeah. Maybe, or maybe if we bail a little faster and I'll kick maybe in I'll here. learn how to swim. Yeah, or learn how to swim <laughs> or grab a plank, something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. I, uh, I think, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, I think that um, there are reasons for hope, and I think um, we need to get to work fast to try to correct some of these, um, you know, I mean, we got scientists telling us. Yeah. Write the ship, come on. <laughs> know what you need to <laughs> More do. than just recycling. Yeah, but who knows what else it is. Yeah, you'd have to ask one of them. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm asking the wrong person. Yeah. Um, but Dave, absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thanks um, so much for the sorry interview. Sorry it was just so deep, but I didn't expect no, it to go. No, we this. jumped right in, you know, yeah. we jumped right into the deep end, so to speak. And like I said, I can't swim, so. <laughs> you, you could learn. I could, but I just haven't. No? No. I, as a kid, I had lessons and I faked my badges. So oh. I went, so I remember like being in like a big award ceremony and be like, Alex, come up, you can, you can learn, you can swim 25 meters. I was like, yeah, I can, I reckon. I could really. Run. I couldn't swim. And there wasn't like an instance where they wanted you to prove you could do that. No, they just went come up and get your badges. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, I wow. twenty five meters, and I can't swim any more than that now, or, or a lot less actually. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's just kicking your feet, and I mean, I'm not a great swimmer, but I could I, stay. I could yeah. stay up if you threw me in the. I mean, I can float. I can be driftwood in a environmentally environmental crisis. All right. Hang on to me, and we'll drift somewhere onto okay. an island. All right, I'll <laughs> kick, and you uh, and I'll float. float. <laughs> but absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank Thanks, you very man. Much. Cheers. Cheers. Right on. Nice one.